Rick Stevens, financial advisor with FRS Financial Group, securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. For more detailed information regarding any of the topics discussed on today's show, please call 719-500-8700. This is Money Matters, presented by FRS Financial. Here's your host, Rick Stevens. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of Money Matters, presented by FRS Financial Group. I am your host, Rick Stevens, and this is your show. Remember, if you've got any kind of question that you would love to hear answered, if you've got a topic you would like us to cover on Money Matters, feel free to give me a call, 719-500-8700. You can shoot me an email, rstevens at frsfinancialgroup.com, or simply go to our website, frsfinancialgroup.com. Go to that top right corner with the Contact tab, Send us that question, send us that message, that topic you would like to hear covered because we would love to hear from you. Folks, we are once again in the studio this week with Andrew Rogers. Andrew, how are we doing this week? Doing great, Rick. How about you? Uh, Not as good as I could be if my team were the number two team in the NFC North. Well, I mean, it's a technicality. (laughs) Hey, whatever it takes to get on top of the Packers, that's all we got to worry about, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, folks, we are talking this week about that Christmas shopping season. It's a little shorter than a baseball season, uh, much shorter than a football season, but there's still Christmas shopping season. Wait, is, is that coming up? Uh, I've I've heard some rumors that that, that could be happening. In fact, uh, you know, we're we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving, so this really is that weekend when a lot of shopping gets done. Yeah, and you know, and that kind of comes to this. First point is that, you know, this is the kickoff of the season. We're talking about it now, but we should have been talking about this months ago. I'm thinking about doing a January show about preparing for Christmas season and then maybe run that once a month, right, to to remind us that, you know, Christmas comes pretty much every year. I've yet to see one in my 48 years that didn't have a Christmas in it. But I do talk to a lot of folks that sometimes forget up until, well, Black Friday that it's happening. Yeah, you know, that little thing, life just kind of keeps, you know, sneaking up on you and you have to deal with what's ahead of you and you can't really have that long-term view that you should be having. So when it comes to the holiday shopping season that we are now upon, I just had to catch my breath just thinking about that. Uh, (laughs) When it comes to the idea of making a plan, you know, say we're like most Americans, haven't made that plan in advance, what should we be doing now to try and be as financially responsible as possible? Well, the the, the biggest piece that, that we can do right now, and, and really this is whether we have planned all year in advance or not, is actually to think about, okay, what can I afford? What is the budget that I can create, whether it's just for right now or if it's that budget I've been kind of working on all year long. And the most important piece, and and this goes, it's not just now in that Christmas buying season. It, It really, really works for us across the boards, and that's to to make those advanced plans, right? To to kind of go in with a 
a game plan, if you will, as to what I'm going to be looking for, what I want to buy, uh, gift ideas that I already have. Don't don't try to make those gift decisions once you're in the store or once you're actually in the online uh, store. And if at all possible, we want to pay with either cash or a debit card because typically speaking, when we buy things with a credit card, we spend anywhere from 10 to 20% more than we were originally intending to spend. Yeah, and it's one of those things, you know, I remember back during my college days, I worked at a big retail outlet on Black Friday, and that's the one thing that they also preached to us, too, is, you know, to sell the company credit card to do that because, as you mentioned, people tend to spend more on that card, not having that emotional relationship with seeing the actual dollars and the physical money come out of their pocket. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what um, the psychology, I guess, is the way I should put it, the psychology of using cash does to our purchasing decisions. You know, because we we actually feel every time that ten or that twenty or sometimes that hundred dollar Benjamin Franklin comes out of our hands, right? That we we feel that a lot more than handing over the piece of plastic, letting it slide through, because we don't think about that until that bill shows up one month later. And then we go, oh, that's right, I bought these things. Well, I don't have the opportunity to pay for all of that right now because I didn't budget that, so we're going to pay our minimum on the card, and we'll, we'll, eh, we'll take a little bit of interest, and maybe we can get it next month. And then next month comes, and... We'll pay a little bit of interest, and maybe we can get it the following month. And what oftentimes happens is we end up paying for whatever it was that we bought over the course of four, five, six months, 12 months, two years, and that interest just continues to build and build and build, and and we end up paying 50, 70, 80% more than we actually spent. Yeah, and it's something that, you know, it's so simple to kind of get caught up in that frenzy as well because it's also that emotional tie as well. You know, the kind of stereotypical, you know, obviously before online shopping, COVID, all that, you know, the Black Friday rush, you got to go in, you know, that competitive nature really leads to that, uh, you know, endorphin hit of got to get it and, you know, want to make sure that you're not being left on the sidelines as well. But, again, it's having that plan and having uh, that strategy moving ahead. And we'll talk about that more coming up. But uh, when we're talking about even now, say we're going out this weekend, going to get some shopping done, say we don't have that budget, maybe don't have all of our envelopes full of cash like, you know, we probably should. What are some key things that we could do to even still try to make sure that we're not setting ourselves back a couple months or even years just by making some uh, quick decisions. You know, the the biggest piece really is, you know, whether whether you're single, uh, whether you have a significant other spouse, is to go out with that mindset of, I can afford to spend X dollars, right? Whatever that X dollars is. And and stick to that. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. It's very simple, right? Simple. I've got a budget. I can spend X, but it's not easy. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes that uh, being willing to say, you know what? 
okay, this year I did not give the fanciest gift at the family Christmas uh, giveaway or, you know, the the, the Friendsmas that, uh, that folks will also have. But it's something that has come from the heart. Uh, you know, one of those things, and, and we work with our kids uh, oftentimes, what are some things that you can make? Um, I have a daughter who just absolutely loves to knit, to crochet, and she makes a lot of different things every year. And it's pretty inexpensive because all she's doing is she's going out, she's buying the yarn, and then she's using her time mm-hmm. to do that. So, so some of those things that we can be a little bit more creative in and, you know, this is not the, uh, the, the four, five, six-year-old cut out my own uh, Christmas card and, and hand it to mom uh, because we know mom will put it on the fridge. Dad may or may not, but mom will put it on the fridge. But these are things that, that we can go out, we can do, um, and, and really have, have them be a little bit more budget conscious. Um, also... One of those things that we, we typically don't think of first and foremost is this idea of rather than things, experiences. Yeah, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and you remember those experiences much more than you would just, you know, what you happen to have unwrapped in a box. Exactly. And the other nice part with that experience side is it may not have to be paid for right now. Mm-hmm. It might be one of those things where you say, hey, for some time here in, say, February or March, I want to take you to go do X, Y, or Z, right? There are all kinds of different different uh, experiences out there that can be done. Uh, the one that always comes to my mind is the uh, uh, that, that, you know, depending on where it's at, it's basically you go out, you spend 20, 30, 40 bucks, whatever it is these days, and you've got an hour, and you're learning how to paint with somebody, mm-hmm. and, and you're getting that painting done. Um, I know folks who will say, you know what, I'm going to treat you to a spa day in the middle of the school year, moms, uh, because you you might be feeling a little stress at that point in time. So this is the here's when it's going to happen. Let's get this on the calendar this is that Christmas present. I am not going to physically give you something now, but I'm going to give you this gift of time or the gift of relaxation or the gift of, hey, we're just going to go enjoy ourselves together. Absolutely. And it's also a great time to also really teach your kids about giving back, too, because there's so many different organizations, so many of the uh, different angel trees, things like that, up uh, pretty much anywhere you're going these days, you see that. So you can even instill in your you know, kids, hey, instead of three presents, how about you, you know, we take what that budget would be, you get something and give to somebody else who may not have anything. Yep, absolutely. That that opportunity to give back is also huge when it comes to this, this season. Uh, years ago, what we would do with our kids at Christmas is before anybody opened presents, we would actually go to local fire department, police department, uh, the, the the, the EMS type folks, we'd stop by there with a plate of cookies, you know, something to say, I know you guys have to work. Here's a little something we just want to bring in. Hope you guys can enjoy this because oftentimes it's either maybe only one or two folks that are actually at the physical location that day because everybody else is quote unquote on call. And sometimes it's they're there by themselves. Their family may not even get to come in to spend that time. 
So, you know, to those folks in the community, those first responder type folks that have to be working those days, it's a great opportunity just to go say, hey, we're thinking about you guys as well. Have some chocolate chip cookies because who doesn't want chocolate chip cookies? Absolutely. And then, you know, you kind of joked about it early in the segment, but uh, when it comes to thinking about Christmas, that ominously probably should start happening, what, the 26th, 27th, as far as getting ready for the next year and making that uh, better plan and starting that process pretty early. Right. You know, there, there are different things if we think about from our budget side of things, right, where we think, okay, I'm going to have to pay for the license and registration on the car in June. But we want to make that a part of the budget all year long to make sure that, that those dollars are there. It's, you know, you would call that a sinking fund in the business world. Same sort of concept with Christmas, right? If we go, you know what, next year for Christmas, I want to have a budget of X dollars. I need to be thinking about that from a monthly perspective. So if you were to say, you know what, uh, Christmas next year, my budget is going to be $360. Well, that's me putting away $30 a month for 12 months. And you used to be able to go to a bank and get the Christmas club and be able to put that stuff away. But there's nothing that says you can't create your own Christmas club savings account. It just doesn't have that fancy name. And you just put away money in that account all year long. Yeah, and it's an easier you know, pill to swallow, that 30 bucks a month, instead of just kind of letting life fly by and all of a sudden – here you are into late November, December, and getting, you know, probably stuck with much more than that just because you're rushing and just getting caught up in the moment. Exactly. You know, you you get you get uh, through uh, Halloween, then you get to Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden, somehow Christmas showed up again this year, and I had no idea it was coming. Yeah, it's like, you know, if, if only we could get this on the calendar where we knew it would happen. Same time every year. It would be great for our planning. It would. It, it very much would oh, be. Wait. I guess it does. <laughs> Depends on the calendar. Some That's calendars, true. they forget to put stuff on there like that. Uh, folks, we are up against that first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of those smart shopper tips as we are out doing some of that Christmas season shopping. Stick around. We will be right back. Are you worried about what's been going on in the markets and how it has affected your portfolio? Maybe you need a financial checkup. If you have questions about the health of your financial future, call FRS Financial Group at 719-500-8700 to schedule your complimentary checkup. And remember to tune into Cardio on Saturdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. to catch Money Matters, presented by FRS Financial Group. Products and services offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Well, folks, thanks for sticking around through that break. Rick Stevens here in studio with Andrew Rogers on Money Matters, presented by FRS Financial Group. We are talking today about some of those uh, Christmas buying season things we run into. And, Andrew, we're going to talk a little bit about being a good shopper. Okay. Yeah. I Are you a good shopper? Um, I'm, I'm a little crazy when it comes to, to shopping. Um, the, the folks at, uh, at Costco, every time I'm in there each week, uh, you know, they always ask that question, did you find everything you were looking for? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm actually the guy who not only answers that question, but I answer it like this. I did find everything I was looking for, and I didn't buy anything that wasn't on the list. 
Well, and that's the first tip is sticking to that list. You know, Santa has his list. He checks it twice. It's probably good advice for us, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because especially if we are working on that budget and we know we've got X dollars budgeted, when we've made that list, we've thought it through, we have gone back and checked it twice uh, because, you know, when you have six kids, sometimes you might leave somebody off a list accidentally, of course, every time. Uh, has nothing to do with uh, with you know behavior or anything like that through the year and yeah, a bag of coal or anything. And there's no power rankings going on, is what I'm hearing. Uh, no, no, of course not. Never, uh, never in that sort of world. But the idea is, just like if we're grocery shopping, right? When we're doing that Christmas sort of shopping, we want to make that list. And the important part is to stick to it. Stay with that list regardless of. The Well, I guess we don't so much have a Kmart anymore, so we don't really get that blue light and siren going on the blue light specials. But regardless of those, those, oh my goodness, it's the latest and greatest this, and there's only one of them left, I've got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you get sidetracked, too. You get, you know, using that Costco example, you wander around, you go in for maybe one, two things, and, oh, well, did you look at that? And stuff just keeps jumping in your cart. Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a friend of mine who's not allowed to go to Costco alone anymore. His his wife took away his Costco card because things kept jumping into his cart that weren't on the list, and Imagine and they weren't that. small things either. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, using that list is is really that biggest number one tip. But if I can go with a one A, that's build your budget, mm-hmm. right? Build that budget. Know what you want to spend. Know what you don't want to spend. That's the other key to this. Because sometimes we build the budget with, oh, you know what? Um, I want to spend 200 but I'm okay spending 3 And when we start to think of it kind of loosey-goosey that way, we end up spending four, five, six, or 7 because eh, we're just kind of doing that rough kind of maybe sort of budget. This really is a set yourself a hard number. Right, set that hard number and say, I'm not going over this. If I come in under, that's great, but I'm not going over that budget number. Yeah, and the way to really help that, and I know it's very counterintuitive to society as a whole, and I'll be the first to admit I am super guilty about this as far as never carrying cash, but if you go and even pull out that specific number, that two, three, four hundred dollars out of the bank. And you go shopping knowing this is what I've got to spend, and you just leave the debit card back in the car in the parking lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Having that cash in hand, and I I know um, uh, yeah, it's kind of a little little tangent here, a little, little side note. Uh, not everybody understands how to handle cash, uh, even from the cashier side. Uh, several years ago, I actually had a, a, a bit of a discussion, we shall say, mm-hmm. with, uh, with, with a cashier who did not believe me that a dime was worth 10 cents because it was physically smaller than a nickel. Um, so not everybody deals with cash enough to, to understand some of those concepts at times. And, and I, will, I will allay some fears. Uh, it was probably a, a high school age student. This was not a 30 or 40 or 50 year old who really should have known better. This is probably somebody who's not really handled much cash at all in their life. Everything's been done with plastic. But it is using that cash as much as possible to to literally be able to see the money 
leaving as you are buying those gifts. Yeah, and I know uh, Dave Ramsey always talks about having that envelope system, and that's a great way you could even do it for your holiday shopping is you could have an envelope, say, for you and your six kids. You know, you have an envelope for each kid where you know, hey, this is how much money I have for everyone. Hopefully the same amount, but again, the whole power ranking discussion, we could, you know, adjust that if we had to. Well, a 22-year-old, uh, stuff that they would they would probably enjoy for Christmas is going to cost a little bit more than what the 8-year-old would, would enjoy. True. So, and, and, you know, my mother didn't care kind of growing up what each of us had spent on us. We just needed the same number of presents. Okay. So, you know, as long as everybody got four, it didn't matter what was spent. And, and quite frankly, that's kind of... Obviously, it's how I grew up, but it's kind of my mindset these days as well. Yes, we set a budget. We are going to spend no more than X per child. Uh, but beyond that, you know, it doesn't matter in, in our world if it's one big one, it's 10 smaller ones, it's whatever the case may be. Uh, the, the reality of it is that, yes, setting that aside, whether you're talking about individual children, whether you're talking about, you know, we've got extended family um, I, I typically will buy some things for for my siblings, uh, my parents, uh, that I will actually take back to Illinois with me, usually that week after Thanksgiving when I travel back there. I do let them open things early because I like to see their response when, uh, when they are actually opening the gifts, which is always fun. But it, it's that idea of saying, this, is, this really is the budget. And yes, You've got that individual budget for for the kids through the year, uh, for family members through the year. You know, it's actually okay to shop for Christmas presents as long as you can remember where you put them in January and February and March and in April. And, and, you know, if you've built that into the budget, you can actually do that all year long as long as you remember where you put them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then... Another thing, you know, we've talked about having that list and sticking with the plan, but going into that planning, it's also kind of knowing where to go as well because there's so many competitive deals right now. Everyone's trying to one-up somebody else when it comes to what's happening and where to shop at. So that's really coming up on, you know, not only knowing what to go, staying on that list, but planning where to go as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's uh, one of those research things that that we really need to think about as we're going out. Uh, and not just the research side of what does this particular item that I want to buy cost, where is it most cost-effective to buy this? Is it most cost-effective to do this shopping at Walmart, at Target, at Big R, sometimes, believe it or not, uh, some of those uh, more off-the-beaten-path, if you will, type stores actually have better deals than some of the other big box stores that we typically think of. Really? It's true. Uh, there, there are all sorts of different things. And sometimes, even though you've got the big box store that has this great deal on something, they've got like five of them and a 1,000 people go to buy it. But if you go a little bit off-the-beaten-path, it's likely they're going to have what you're actually looking for in the inventory. Crazy. I know. I know. Just just out there and nuts. Uh, oddly enough, the places people don't think of to shop, they don't go shop. So that's where you can find those coveted Turbo Man action figures. Oh, absolutely, because we all know that it's Turbo Time. 
One of the other pieces out here as well, right, as we're doing the research, comparison shopping, we also have to remember to look in the online stores, right? Because we've got Black Friday, which is where the big box stores have their sales, but some of those started a couple weeks ago and will run all the way through Christmas. But we also have what we've started calling over the years Cyber Monday, which is where a lot of those same stores will have better prices in their online store. If you go to their website or you buy something through their app, it might actually be cheaper to do it that way. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, believe it or not, not a big fan of crowds. Um, I don't mind going to a baseball game because even if I'm up at uh, 20th and Blake and it's sold out, I could pretty much be by myself in that group of 40,000 people. I don't really like the big crowds in the stores. And, and online shopping for me makes me breathe a little bit easier. And if I can do the right research and buy it at the right time, I can go do most of my shopping for Christmas gifts or any other gifts for that matter online from the comfort of my own home. Don't even have to put on shoes. Yeah, and that's where it comes to that research as well, too, because there's so many different things and a, a lot of the products are kind of co-branded or there's different models or different levels and you can do that online research as well to find exactly what the best deal is and what the actual, you know, best bang for your buck is going to be. Oh, absolutely. And one of the other things is while you are doing that uh, that online research, read the reviews because they are going to tell you a lot about the store They're also going to tell you a lot about things like shipping policies. They're going to tell you a lot about whether this particular item that is out there is actually worth going to the store versus buying it online. And and I'm not the guy who only reads the good reviews or only reads the bad reviews. I like to go through, and if somebody's given it three stars out of five or four out of five or two out of five, Rather than reading the fives and the ones, because theoretically that could be one of two things. That could be somebody who's paid to go in and give five-star reviews or somebody who's being a troll and only going in to give a one-star review. And most of the one-star reviews I see um, really have little to nothing to do with any product. It's, if I could have given this a zero star, I would have, period. And that's the end of it. There's nothing useful in there. But the two, threes, and fours, that's going to tell you how people felt about what they bought, how it worked, how easy it was to return something, how, how quickly it arrived, all those different parts. And, and that's some of the important stuff that we need to know. Yeah, and, you know, when it comes to that whole concept of those reviews as well, you know, also kind of take some of it with a grain of salt that, you know, the majority of people – who do tend to make a review or speak out about something, obviously probably going to be negative. Right, right. You know, the uh, it, it always kind of reminds me uh, in, the, in, in my lifetime growing up, I can remember two items over the course of my lifetime that were just, oh my goodness, we've got to get there, doorbuster sort of thing, first thing in the morning, causing riots. Those were Cabbage Patch Kids back in the 80s. And in the early 2000s, it was Tickle Me Elmo. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine 
what that would look like today because we didn't really have, even in the early 2000s, didn't really have a lot of the online reviews sort of things going on. You didn't have the Google reviews. But I can only imagine what those reviews would look like today if you had six, seven, eight hundred people showing up to buy the 30 Cabbage Patch dolls or the 10 Tickle Me Elmo's available at one particular location. It, it would not be a pretty sight, number one, and and they wouldn't be beautiful reviews on there either. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, that experience would definitely taint the review coming in there. You you would think so on, on some level anyway. I know that, you know, if if it were me trampled in that big rush of people to, to get the get the doll, I might not leave just a glowing review yeah, at all. Yeah, that'd probably taint the experience of said doll moving ahead. I, I would think so. I would think so. Well, folks, we are up against that next break in the show. When we come back, we are still continuing to talk about some of those smart shopper tips. So stick around. We... We'll be right back. Money affects each of us in different ways. Sometimes it's a source of stress and fear. Sometimes it's a source of comfort and security. Whatever your perspective, it's always good to get a second set of eyes on your finances to help serve as a guide. If you are looking for that guidance, call FRS Financial Group at 719-500-8700 to schedule your complimentary appointment. And remember to tune into Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group here on KRDO, Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday mornings at 10. Products and services offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA, SIPC. Folks, welcome back into Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group. Rick Stevens, Andrew Rogers here in studio, and today we're talking about Christmas shopping. It is that time of year. You know, it's really the unofficial start to, I guess the official start, I should say, to the holiday shopping season this weekend. Although, I think big retail would probably want it to be almost year-round. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. They uh, they would love to see that consistent cash flow throughout the year. A uh, little quick trivia question for you here, Andrew. Do you know why the th- the Friday after Thanksgiving is called Black Friday? Because that's when most companies will financially make it into the black and make a profit for the year. Bingo, bingo. Because that is really that biggest shopping day, which over my lifetime has morphed into the biggest shopping weekend which has then morphed into the biggest shopping season of the year. Yeah, and even, you know, we saw some of those online deals, you know, Amazon having their Prime Day deals in October and in June, trying to get a leg up on Black Friday this year. You know, I actually saw a few stores that had out their Christmas decorations to buy before Halloween this year. Yeah. It, it, it worries me. You, you talk about Halloween creep, uh, if you will. We, we've now moved it beyond multiple holidays to, yeah. to start getting out there earlier and earlier. That's one of those things, right? Talking about that budget, thinking about doing this Christmas shopping earlier. But here's one of those tips, if you will, that, uh, that a lot of folks don't think about so much as a shopping tip. But I tell you, it works. There's psychology to this, and that's shop alone. Now, are you sure this isn't just because you have few friends? Um, Well, that that could be part of it. But I will also tell you that when we are out shopping with multiple people together, we have a tendency, 
even though we might have that budget in our mind or on paper or even the cash in that envelope with us, to kind of look at and go, well, they bought one of those, and that wasn't on my list, but I think my kid, my spouse, my friend would like one of those, too. Maybe I should also pick one of those up. So you're saying if you're going out making the holiday shopping more of a social event, you might try to keep up with the Joneses a little bit too much? It, it happens from time to time. That, that psychology that creeps into all those places in our life about keeping up really does that in the, in the holiday shopping season as well. Yeah, and you know, and there could be a small flip side of that, not to completely just take your point and, you know, toss it aside. But if you do have very like-minded friends and family, very, you know, similar budget-minded goals, they could also be a good accountability partner, too. If you're open and upfront saying, hey, I've got to stick with this, I've got to stick with what I have, they could also almost be like a sponsor keeping you on track as well. You could You could actually look at it that way. Uh, there, there are those folks that, you know, if you've surrounded your, yourself with the same kind of like-minded folks in life, uh, maybe, maybe you make a contest out of it. And not to sound crazy, but who can spend the least? Who can spend the furthest from that budget number on, on folks? Who can find that best deal that we can both share in? Yeah, you know, we all have those friends who are the, very lovingly, the the crazy coupon lady. So you gotta maybe I'm not pair a lady, up, by the way. Maybe pair up with them over this next couple weeks and uh, take advantage of those coupon skills as well to find those deals and uh, cash in. Yeah, you know the the interesting thing there, and and I'm sure that most of us have maybe one or two or fifty of those coupons from places like Bed Bath and Beyond. Or Bath and Body Works laying around. And and at Christmas time, they actually allow those to stack in different places. Really? They do. So, you know, maybe if I've got five and you've got five, we can both go out and and get, like, two great big things and and maybe not uh, spend too much money. You want to go shopping together, Andrew? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're we're going to the NFL store first, right? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. The other piece here, that idea of shopping alone – um, one thing that we don't always think of, and this kind of meshes in with the with the shopping alone, it's also don't shop while you're hungry. Now, I know that's the case for groceries, but even Christmas shopping? Even Christmas shopping, and here's why. Because if we're out Christmas shopping, and you know, I've got a little, uh, as Winnie the Pooh would say, rumbly in my tumbly, I might be a little bit more bent towards, well, we're at the mall and this restaurant is right here. We might as well go to that restaurant for lunch today instead of thinking about, oh, you know what? I ate already. Uh, I ate an early lunch or or I'm going to eat a late lunch today. I'll I'll just take care of stuff at home. We could be in that uh, uh, holiday cheer mood, if you will. To go, you know what? Let's go splurge a little bit. We're buying these gifts for everybody else. You know what? I think I will have the filet for lunch today. Yeah, you know, you got to treat yourself too. Well, there's there, there's treating yourself within the budget, and then there's blowing the budget by treating yourself. Absolutely, and you know, it comes up with that idea too of that holiday cheer because you could go to different establishments, have you know, 
some kind of adult libation, then all of a sudden any self-control you would have when it comes to the budget for the rest of that shopping day gets that much more kind of tossed to the wayside. Exactly, exactly. So we've got to be careful when we're going out there to, to make sure that, that we have, uh, for for lack of a better term, sober judgment mm-hmm. as we are as we're making these uh, decisions. And did I, did I mention it was a good idea to stick to that list that you've made? Yeah. You know, I think I've heard you say once or twice during the show alone to stick to the list. And again, another thing that really makes it seem like it's easier to stick to that list is just pull out the laptop. A lot, all these stores are so easy now, you could probably just do it off your phone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not just, uh, you know, looking for those Cyber Monday type deals. But most places these days, in fact, I was just at Walmart a couple of days ago, they actually already have parking spaces in their parking lot blocked off specifically for people who shopped online and are having these things delivered out to their car. So just regular old shopping, you can go in, use the app for whatever store it might be. You don't even have to go in anymore to get that pickup done. You come out, you pull in, just like you could do with uh, you know at a lot of different grocery stores. You send a text to whatever that number that says, I'm here, here's the name, here's the, uh, the account number or whatever it is that they're looking for, and they just bring it right out to you. Yeah, it's a fantastic. You know, it's an easy, convenient way to do it. And, again, it helps you stay on that list. But also, as you're shopping online through a lot of these different retailers as well, there's so many different codes, promotions, things like that to really keep in mind. And you can also take that time to comparison shop, do everything, all while you're, you know, sitting at home comfortable. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of those times of the year when having multiple tabs open on your browser is actually a good thing. It's going to help you to comparison shop one place to the next. You can actually go in and look. Uh, you know, I know at, at this time of year, electronics are typically one of the big things that, that go on sale. It's that loss leader, if you will, for, uh, for a lot of retailers that, that, oh, my goodness, I can get a 55, 60, 65, 70, 75 inch television and it's half the price that it was a week ago well that might be the case but if you go online you can look at it at costco at sam's at walmart at target and see what the differences in each of those really is because yes that particular one might be half the price of the one that you saw in the store last week but it might be missing some things. And I and I don't mean like, oh, they did they forgot to put the on off switch on. But the one in the store last week may have had two ports for HDMI cables. This one only has one. Or it may not have a uh, coaxial hookup on it. It may only be uh you can connect wirelessly to your internet. It may not have an ethernet port for for some of those TVs. So, being able to go and look and see what the difference really is without having to do it with a crowd, is a whole lot better way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a fantastic 
way to do it. Plus, there's a number of different browser extensions as well, too. So even if you're shopping on a different online store, you can say, you know, use like a honey or something, and it'll search for any available coupon codes that you might have missed out on as well. Exactly. You know, using those different extensions, uh, even taking a look at some of the stores and their social media pages, they will put codes specifically on their social media pages to to be able to use on whether that's a uh, an overall order code or if it's an individual item sort of code on there for, for discounts. The key to that, though, is you got the loyalty programs going. We talked about that a, a little bit ago. You, you've got the uh, the social media codes, but but don't just get sucked into that social media space and you know end up so far out in left field that you forgot what you were actually trying to do in the first place. Yeah, that goes back to the whole idea of having your list and sticking to it. And you can almost set up maybe like a Gmail account for you know your Christmas shopping. That way, you can also have all those coupons delivered to one thing where. You have it when you need it, but it's not in your main email box or somewhere where you're seeing it all the time and would just be tempted there while you're sitting there looking for work emails as well. Exactly, and that's that's one of those things that I often will tell folks is if you've got to go out and put in an email address to, to get you know this online code for this, that, or the other, yeah, create that, uh, for lack of a better term, that junk mail address uh, because if you're giving out your regular address, you're going to end up on a lot more lists than you ever would have guessed possible. You'll, you'll end up with several hundred uh, messages in your email that sometimes will make it through spam filters mm-hmm. uh, or, that, uh, or that you wanted to be able to see, but it didn't end up in the primary email box. It ended up in the, uh, I think my Gmail has a social and it has a promotional box. And there are times where regular stuff that I wanted to see ended up in a social or promotional, and I totally missed it. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, they have all these great intentions and these algorithmic type ideas to try and make life easier, but it just makes it more complicated. It, it, it is sometimes. And, and speaking of complicated, one of those things we really want to take a look at is whether we're buying something online or in the store, we want to take a look at their return or their exchange policy. Um, and, and the reason being, a lot of the items that we see that come out on Black Friday, right, right, or part of that big holiday sale, a lot of them have a little bit different return policy than other items. For example, did you know that some of those big box electronics type stores um, actually put out a restocking fee on televisions bought typically three to four weeks prior to the Super Bowl if they happen to get returned shortly thereafter. Yeah, I believe it's about a 15% or something like that. Yeah, so those are the things we've got to actually go out and and make sure that we're aware of. Now, we can also kind of use that to our advantage, if you will, because if, say, there's a very popular um, you know piece of clothing or something that, that you want to buy for an individual but their size isn't available right then, if the exchange policy allows it, you might be able to go buy a larger or smaller size and say, I know it's not the right size, but you can take this back and get the right size because they didn't have it when I was there. Yeah, and another thing to look at too is if they would do a price match as well. If it happens to go on sale maybe a couple days after you bought it or would be available cheaper somewhere else if that place you're already shopping at 
would price match it and, you know, save that one extra trip. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the more efficient we can become in this overall, the better it works out for our pocketbooks. Absolutely. In most cases, you know, one thing that's made this shop shopping season so much more efficient has been this online shopping, but there's some pitfalls and some perils that come up with that. We'll break that down, what to do to make sure that you're not making yourself a target with those online purchases as we continue right here on Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group. Does stock market volatility have you wondering which way is up? Do the talking heads and doomsayers have you wondering if this really is the end? If you want straight answers from an advisor who isn't just trying to sell you something, call FRS Financial Group at 719-500-8700 to schedule your complimentary appointment today. And don't forget to tune into Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday mornings at 10 right here on KRDO. Products and services offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Well, folks, welcome back from that break. Rick Stevens, Andrew Rogers here on Money Matters presented by FRS Financial. And Andrew, you know, one of the things that, that always bothers me this time of year is when folks have bought something online and you get that message that said, hey, it was delivered, but you show up at home and it's not there. Yeah, it's one of those bizarre things in, you know, I see it all the time, you know, obviously with the day job, talking about it with news, but also, you know, our neighborhood has one of those big community Facebook pages and everyone's constantly on there of, did you get my package? Or I was supposed to have something delivered, said it's here, now it's not. And then there's a bunch of ambiguous um, doorbell videos posted up there. And it's such a shame that, you know, we're continuing to see this uh, rash of porch piracy. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I was reading some statistics on this the other day, and uh, roughly one in five Americans have had a package stolen off of their porch. And, and from those, uh, about 40% of those packages, because oftentimes we think about it in the just in the regular neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. But about 40% are actually stolen from apartment buildings or, or complexes of some sort, where you would think that there might be a little bit more uh, of security, if you will, in, in those places, but it's really not any safer. And about 30%, you know, a little, little over or almost a third of the folks who report that their packages were stolen, uh, they, they, they get no financial compensation for the loss, meaning the delivery company doesn't say, uh, we're sorry, we'll refund the delivery fee. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen more than once uh, somebody has posted the the whole, hey, Amazon told me to send proof that my package wasn't here. So I sent them this picture of, you know, nothing on the porch kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And and less than half of the folks that actually steal these packages, less than half are actually ever caught, even with the doorbell videos, with security systems, with neighborhood watches. Uh, less than half are actually caught. Yeah, and you'd think... With, you know, the video doorbells being so innocuous now, it's not like a couple years ago where they were fairly new and uncommon. It seems like almost everyone has one, but it hasn't really stopped anyone. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, we're, we're not all Mark Rober. And, and for those of you who don't know who Mark Rober is, uh, he's an engineer uh, who had a package stolen a few years ago and over the last uh, four or five years has 
created some package deterrent, uh, some theft deterrent uh, pieces to that. So if you want to have a good laugh, go check out some of his YouTube videos of what he has created out there. Uh, for the most part, they're packages with glitter bombs uh, that just like randomly explode uh, you know, when, when folks open the package. It's kind of funny um, in there. But, but really, it, it's a light look at what really is a serious problem, especially if we're doing online shopping. Yeah, and especially knowing a lot of those big online deals are some of the big high-ticket electronics. It's going to be, you know, easy picking right now, too. So what are some things that we can do to make sure that we are safe as we're doing some of those maybe bigger-ticket online purchases? You know, one of the one of the things that is typically available when you're making that online purchase is a spot to leave delivery instructions. So mm-hmm. whether whether you're buying from a specific retailer, uh, you're buying from Amazon, whatever the case may be, you can typically leave delivery instructions in there. And when we're leaving instructions, we don't just want to put like leave it at the front door because typically that front door is very visible. Well, you could leave the instructions on something like, hey, leave it around the side of the house next to X, Y, and Z, because we typically all have something around the side of the house, um, or leave it on the back deck. Or there are also different, different. Uh, I guess I'll call them pieces of furniture or devices that, that we can buy that we can say, hey, leave it inside the bench, because there are oftentimes storage benches that you might have uh, out by like your front sidewalk or, or on your uh, front porch. Uh, or maybe you've got a fairly small package coming, but you've got a large planter box or something along those lines. Say, hey, leave it behind that planter box somewhere, hopefully, completely and totally out of sight from somebody who might just be driving down the road in the neighborhood to go, I'm doing my Christmas shopping this way. Yeah, it's really not exactly even like a plan type thing. It's more just people looking for a case of opportunity strikes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know where one of those hardest uh, places to find that opportunity is? That's with the Amazon lockers. You know, I've seen them pop up a lot, but I've never actually used one. Yeah, that's actually one of the really cool things that if you're buying something from Amazon, rather than having it delivered to your house... They will deliver it to a locker, and, and these things are everywhere. Uh, they're all over the place. Actually, where, where I'm at on the north end of town, they actually have an Amazon locker at the 7-Eleven that you could actually just go to the 7-Eleven, here's the Amazon locker, and pick up your stuff from there rather than, A, having it delivered to your house out in the wide open. But it's also in a spot that's a very well-lit place that there's somebody there 24 hours a day and you don't have to worry about, you know, a uh, little sneaky McSneak over here hiding in the uh, in the shadows waiting for their victim. But you could actually go there and, and really have a fairly safe and secure delivery slash pickup then of your package. Yeah, because it would also, I assume, have to have an additional code that you have to put in to open said locker as well. Exactly, and you are the only one that gets that code. It's not like the same code is sent to everybody and the locker combination is one, two, three, four, five. It's not? Well, it wasn't the last time they sent me one in. All right. Maybe maybe that was on yours. 
Uh, you know, one of the other ways uh, to go about this, and especially if you are buying from uh, a retailer that is going to send something through uh, the post office or FedEx or, or UPS, is you can actually require that there be a signature for the delivery, which means they have to see a physical person there. And if there's not somebody there to actually receive the package, they won't leave it. Yeah, and I know that also could tend to be a hassle, not knowing, you know, when you would be home or if your schedule aligns with their delivery as well. But that is a peace of mind because they'll just leave you that slip and then you just have to go to their centralized location and pick it up in person. Exactly. And, you know, for those folks that maybe aren't at home a lot through the day, um, one of those other things, one of those other ways to make sure that your package is going to be received safely, not just delivered, but received, is sometimes just have it delivered to the office. Mm-hmm. Because typically, even if you're not there and available, a lot of times somebody is going to be able to actually take the the physical delivery of that, you know, drop it on your desk uh, if uh, if you're not in there at that point in time or if you're in a meeting and you can't get to it. Or if you've got a neighbor perhaps a retired neighbor who just kind of hangs out at home, you may ask them in advance, hey, can I have this delivered to your house and just come pick it up when it gets here? Yeah, and then, of course, another way to know if your stuff's actually coming or not is to track it. And I know it's almost becoming a joke that, you know, some people tend to, as soon as they make an online purchase, to uh, track it like it's a you know incoming storm sometimes, <laughs> but... That may not be the best idea because at least if it never shows up, you can kind of have an idea of, hey, it was said it was delivered this time or not. Exactly. You know, one of the uh, one of the funny things, and, and I love this about how Amazon does their stuff, um, not only does it tell you when it's on the way to the house, it'll also tell you it's eight stops away. It's nine stops away. Mm-hmm. It's five stops away. And you can just watch on that little updated map, because they will send you an updated map. It, it looks just like a map of your neighborhood. You can see where that Amazon delivery person actually is. And and I will tell you, there are times where I've seen the, the uh, app come through to say it's eight stops away. And I look at it, and it's at the far end of my street. And I start counting houses going, huh, eight stops away, and there are nine houses between him and me. So either he's going to be very inefficient, or sometimes it's everybody on the street had an Amazon delivery that day. It could be that, too. And I know there's other, you know, UPS and USPS have those similar tracking things as well, where you can see what's coming in downstream, as well as uh, the uh, post office has the informed delivery, too. So you can actually see what's set to be delivered as well. So if there is something you're expecting... You can see if it's going to be there, and you can also flag it on their system if it never shows up. Yep, absolutely. And there are times, uh, because I've had to do this before, when there's a package that's been on the way and it's a few stops away, that I've actually needed to go in and update my delivery instructions because I wasn't going to be there or my wife wasn't going to be there or whatever. We weren't going to be able to physically take delivery of something, but I was going to be there in 10 minutes. And that's when I would go through and say, rather than requiring a signature because we're not home, just put it over here out of the way. Uh, Or times where I had stuff delivered to the office, um, I've actually called one of the other offices on my floor to say, hey, 
do you guys have anybody there? And can I have the delivery guy drop this off in your office? Because we're all out of the office right now. So there's that opportunity in there to even as things are in delivery uh, mode, if you will, you can make some adjustments, you can make some changes that will also ultimately keep those things safe. Yeah, and of course, there's also the mailboxes now. Most of the big neighborhoods, I know mine's like this, I'm not sure about yours, it's not the old school just at the end of your driveway old box that, you know, was kind of designed for hooligans to speed by with a uh, baseball bat. Not that, not that either of us ever did that in our younger days. No, not at all. So my actual neighborhood has both. Okay. We have the mailboxes at the house. However, there are also the community large lockbox type mailboxes in the neighborhood that you can actually have stuff delivered to, which is nice because you've got the best of both worlds, right? I can get my uh, my my renewal uh, notice on my uh, on, on my vehicle license and registration in my regular mailbox, but if I've got a fairly sizable package getting delivered, they can deliver it to a lockbox. Yeah, it's a great way to do that, and I know you know our neighborhood again. It's all the lockbox, so if it's going to get shown up, you know, from not say. UPS or Amazon, and that's where it's going to be, hopefully. But, again, that's also depending on shipping and everything else these days. Yep, absolutely. And and ultimately, what we're really looking at here, right, through the whole Christmas season, that whole shopping season, ultimately none of this is really different than what we're doing any other day, right? We're, we're thinking about things in advance. Mm-hmm. We're setting that budget, sticking to it, using the cash if possible, and really, when it comes to that package delivery, we, we think about this happening often in the Christmas season because there are a lot more packages that, that typically get delivered then. But that porch piracy can happen pretty much any time. So we want to be aware of what are those safe ways to, to have those things delivered. Yeah, you know, you hit the nail on the head just because, you know, this is coming up in this time of year. These tips are really applicable any time of the year as far as planning for big purchases, shopping smart, comparison shopping, knowing when it's better to buy online versus in-store, finding maybe stores that have a better selection or more availability than others. This is something that really should be thought of year-round, not just when Christmas time comes. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely is. Well, Andrew, it's been a, uh, a another wonderful show that we've had together here. Uh, if folks have questions about anything, whether that's from the shopping side of life or, quite frankly, anything that your dollar touches, you guys can feel free to give me a call, 719-500-8700. Shoot me an email, rstevens at frsfinancialgroup.com. We will be back again next week, continuing to talk about your money because your money matters. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Everybody.